T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let it drop. Be Mitch Finley, high noon in the District of Columbia. Massive breaking news in D.C. Josh Harris. Josh Harris is about his business, man. Josh Harris identified the top talent evaluator in the marketplace. Went out and got him. Five days. Not messing around. Thorough, but rapid indeed. B. Mitchell Finley on a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. Brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. Don't forget, B. Mitchell Finley presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Right now, BetQL guest line. New breaking news right here. What is Snoop's news? New. Oh, new breaking news. Chris Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) Fired up to get Chris Samuels on the line. Everybody remembers Chris from his great days playing left tackle in Washington. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Man, we good, bro. Thank you for giving us some time. Man, um, anything for you, B, you know that. All right. Chris, thank you for making time. Sincerely, huge news here as the commanders, Josh Harris is really kind of starting to put his imprint on the organization. Um, I- I'm curious – do you know Adam Peters at all? Did your paths ever cross? And, and what do you think of the hire? I, I, to be honest, I really don't know him, but I do trust the new owner that he's going to put the right pe- uh, people in position to be successful. Um, I speculate three to five years they're really going to make a move and, and uh, make a push towards the Super Bowl. Uh, that I mean, what I, I'm guessing Josh Harris and, and the alumni group and everything, maybe you, you've you've interacted with them at all. Um, what do you think of where this organization can go now with new leadership? I think it's headed in the right direction. Um, of course, this year was kind of a letdown, but you can kind of expect that when you change over a new owner, he has to get his, uh, the right people in place, uh, make some smart decisions, let some people go, bring the right people in. And I think it's on the up and up. So I'm excited. I think the people are excited, even though it was a little bit of a letdown this season. Um, it was, what did you think? offensively for, for the commanders this year, watching them, watching the season. I mean, defensively, they were terrible. Offensively, it started well and then just fell apart. Yeah, you're just keeping it all the way real. <laughs> it's what I do, man. I'm sorry. No, no. I'll be honest. Watching them, the, the few times that I did watch, I think the offensive line play struggled a bit. You know, I think they need to bring some guys in, uh, maybe, you know, shake some guys around a little bit, bring in some more talent and uh, get them coached up a little bit better, and I think they'll be successful. But I think that 
in any offense in the NFL, whether it's Pot Warner or wherever, you got to have the guys up front. If they can make plays up front and uh, protect the quarterback, establish the run, you got a good chance to win. I think also, like you, you, Adam Peters comes in, he's a great talent evaluator, but I'm also, you know me, Chris, I don't like people that don't want to work. And I heard too many people complaining about working. And you got to get those guys out of the locker room as well. Am I right? You definitely got to get those guys out. You know, I heard earlier in the season some of the players was complaining about the new offensive coordinator and, and the enemy, how hard he was working them, how hard he was pushing them. But you got to look at where that guy came from and what he's accomplished. If you really want to be successful, buy in. As simple as that. You don't want lazy guys around that's just collecting a check. You want hungry guys. At the end of the day, it is a game. It's a fun game. But you got to put in the work. People's livelihoods are dependent on it. Um, Chris, I, I don't know how much you get. You got to watch this fall, but the Commanders now have their GM in place. Presumably, they're going to hire a, a head coach here. Um, the the candidates that we hear a lot about are Ben Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator. Uh, Mike McDonald is the Ravens' defensive coordinator. Obviously, now you know Jim Harbaugh is possibly available. Mike Vrabel's available. Is is there anybody out there you'd really like to look at as a head coach for this team? I like Harbaugh. I thought he did an amazing job um, of what he accomplished at Michigan, and I'm excited for him to come in here, and I think he'll move some things around. Um, he's a hard worker. He's proven to be successful. I, I, that's the guy that I would pick. I think Harbaugh a little bit, he's going to want a lot of control, and I think that would be an issue. That's what we've had over the, over the years. I think yeah. that one there, he's probably going to go to – uh, L.A. Yeah, well, I think, think so? now that they've hired Peters, tells you they're probably not going the Harbaugh route. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I just don't know what the compatibility is there. He would probably want his own. Harbaugh, I mean, and if you had the success he's had, you should ask for a control. Yeah, I agree with that too. I agree with that as well. Um, do you think, Chris? You played in the NFL a long time, and unfortunately for you, like like for most Burgundy and Gold teams over the last. 25 years, it's really hard to find that quarterback. It's really hard to find a true franchise quarterback. Do you think it matters? Presumably Washington's going to draft one a quarterback with a second overall pick. Do, do you think it matters if it's an offensive or defensive head coach to develop a young quarterback? I like an offensive head coach simply because I'm an offensive guy. I play uh, a little bit of defense in high school, but mainly left tackle, tight end. I actually played wide receiver my um, my eighth grade year. And when you're an offensive-minded guy, you're going to develop that quarterback. And everybody knows that the quarterback is really, you know, a special position in the NFL. If you got a great quarterback, you got a chance to win. Um, what are the keys you would say to really developing a quarterback? Um, I think a left tackle like Chris. It all starts up front. B Mitch, I appreciate that. But definitely you, you have to protect the quarterback. It starts up front. We all know that if you have a strong offensive line and a defensive line, you have a chance to win. But then you need a guy that's you know, I like some of these guys like Sean McVay, the minds that they have, Andy Reid, the you know, guys like that. The enemies is great as well. Just creating new things, you know, stepping out of the, the norm stepping out of the box and just kind of creating, you know, the fly motions and the misdirection and the smoke screens and, you know, all of those different type of things. You have to put the quarterback in a great situation from a play calling standpoint and also what you design on the back end um, before the game even starts. So 
if you can get a guy like that that can create stuff like that, it can keep the defense on the heels, and you have a really good chance. And then I, somebody that can teach the quarterback from square one, you know, I know a lot of the colleges, they have different styles of offenses. But in the NFL, you really have to teach the guy, go through progress, you know. So if you can get a guy that can teach him from ground one going into the NFL, I think you could be able to up and up. You know, I think, Chris, in the past, you want the offensive-minded coach because they were more hands-on with the quarterback. In this day and age, most coaches, head coaches, are CEOs. They get an offensive coordinator. They also have a quarterback coach. If you get the right guy in those two positions, I think you can have a defensive guy that and you still can get that quarterback developed the proper way because not many coaches are hands-on anymore with the quarterback. You know what? I agree with that. That's a different perspective I really hadn't thought much of. But uh, you bring out a great point. You know, if you're a defensive guy, because now so many offenses are scoring so many points, you got to be able to stop people now, you know, and, and give your, your team an edge. So um, that's a great point. I never really thought about that, but um, I, I get it. Uh, talking with Chris Samuels, of course, multi-pro bowls here in Washington, playing left tackle at an elite level. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting, Chris, If you, as a player, you went through some overhauls, right? Like you got to experience Coach Joe, but there was some other experiences along the way for you there. Uh, Spurrier and Zorn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. You know, I, I'm just being real. I, my favorite coach that I played for was definitely Joe Gibbs. And then um, I love uh, Marty Schoenheimer was really good. I thought Norb Turner was solid. But then some of the other guys, you know, they probably should have stayed in college. Um, <laughs> and one guy probably shouldn't have never been promoted to the head coach. I, I know. I know. Jeez, who I is. wonder who but you're talking about. Though, Chris. <laughs> I'm not going to call him out. I'm not going to call him out. You got, you got to, I, I mean, I, mean I, was, I, I was born on a day. I know it probably starts with a, a Z instead of a B. But anyway, <laughs> listen. <laughs> When you look at coaches, okay, yeah, there are a lot of coaches out there who can be brilliant drawing up X's and O's. But there are also the coaches out there who know how to get every player, no matter what type of guy you are, to do whatever they want you to do. You know, when we look at this thing now, a lot of guys are going to look at the guy who's the X's and O's guy. I'm looking at the leader of men, the, man, the guy who can go out there and get you to, to, to do whatever he wants you to do. That guy gets the most out of a team, I think, most times. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. I'm not sure what the guy's name is, but I watched the guy in Detroit. What's the name of that head coach there? Oh, you're talking about Dan, uh, Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yeah, i tell you what now. He's a leader of men. He <laughs> understands how to get guys motivated to play, and they play hard for him. Um, I, I don't know how smart he is compared to the other coaches with the X's and O's, but he motivates those guys. He gets them ready to play. They believe in him. He's a player's coach, and I agree with that. You need a guy who can lead. And also, too, you need a guy that can evaluate the leaders on the team. The players need to lead themselves yeah. as well. And you promote those guys to like a leadership council, something of that mean, and then let those guys go and run your team for you. Um, what's it like being in a locker room when you know everything's about to get flipped? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough if you really like the coach. But then at the same time, if you don't really care for the coach, you know you're not going to be successful under him as a player, then you want the change. You embrace it, and you're looking forward to the future. I think most folks got to be looking toward the future right now. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting and I think pretty damn exciting for, yeah. for fans. Um, I, I remember, Chris, you got here, what? It 2000. was 2000. It was the, the year, year I was about to leave, yeah. 
And yeah. like for me, like I've always told guys, whenever they change coaches, you look internal. You make sure you're your absolute best because these coaches are not gonna come in here and care about how you talk about how good they are. They're gonna care if you can play or not. And if most guys look internal and make and elevate their skill set, then they could be around. If they don't, bye bye. Exactly. That's the <laughs> that's the business, nature of the business. This is not college where you pretty much you're on a scholarship and you go through that full ride. I mean, this is the pros. This is a job. If you don't perform, then they need to get you out of there. Well said there. Um, obviously, there's a ton of excitement here surrounding the Adam Peters hire. Uh, but, Chris, I mean, it, one of the you reasons. You know why we called you. One of the reasons we wanted to have you on <laughs> is, is you are a, a very proud Alabama alum, Crimson Tide right. all the way. Um, what was it like for you to see Nick Saban step down? It was tough. Um, you know, I actually worked under Nick Saban for three years. My first year there, we actually beat Notre Dame in a national championship. I was a student coach. And then the next year, I was a student coach again. I wound up graduating. And then he hired me as player development. I'm telling you, one of the most thorough coaches that I've ever been around, um, work ethic second to none, and a great guy. He's a leader of men. He's like an Army general. He's tough. And he's going to push the coaches, the players, the equipment managers, uh, the the training staff, everybody in the building, the n- nutritionist, he's going to make sure everybody is performing at the top of their ability. And he's just a leader of men. He's a manager. Um, and one thing that I like, he really loved the players and he cared about the players. You might not see it on TV when he's yelling and cussing at them when they're not doing what That's he's what they're supposed to get do. when they mess up. Ain't no doubt about <laughs> it. But he, 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 he was a great guy. He was great to me and my family. And I really enjoy working for him. But so, it's tough to see him step down, but I get it. I think he's, what, 74 now, if I'm not mistaken? He's somewhere around 72, there. But he 72. Looks great. 72, but yeah. he looks great. Yeah. I know when I was there, we would play basketball at lunch, and he would be out there shooting basketball with us. And <laughs> wow. not just shooting not just shooting set shots from the, the free, uh, free throw line. He's running around and guarding people and everything else. Isn't he but like 5'8"? What was it? What, he's short. Did you, did you take him short. down he's in the post? Five, no, no. I, you know what's crazy? Let me tell you a, a quick story about him. So what he would do was, you know, normally you have a captain on each team and they pick the team, one pick, the other person picks. No, Nick would come out there and pick everybody that he wanted, and then the other captain was left with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I swear. Hey, that's so gangster. You know, <laughs> that's like when you get him and go, you win, you win before you tee off. <laughs> that's right, that's but, right. Unless you're playing with me. But, but, but honestly, though, I, I hate to see him step down, but I get it. He's brought us a lot of national championships, six at Alabama. He brought one to LSU, and it was a blessing to get him there because he really turned our program around. Yes, he did. Well, we had a guy yesterday, John Talty. He uh, wrote a book about Nick, and he has all these sayings. Did did he ever say anything to you that has stuck with you all this time? Um, some of the language I can't use on the radio. Well, you know, you clean it up a little bit. You clean it up a little bit. I think the biggest thing is so many people focus on the end result, the goal of winning a national championship. The thing that stood out to me that he always preached the process. Mm -hmm. Every single day you work through the process to get to that main goal. So, so many times people want to put the car before the horse. They don't want to put in the work. They talk the talk, but they don't want to walk the walk. And that's one thing that to that organization as far as um, the University of Alabama, just, you know, stay in the course, stay in the process, and the kids bought into it, the coaches bought into it, and everybody in the building bought into it. Chris, man, we really appreciate you, dude. Thank you for, for, for making time for us. 
No, no problem at all. Be Mitch, like I say, man, I love you, brother. I never got to play with you, but you're an awesome player. You do a great job on what you're doing now, and you're just a solid dude all the way around. But thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Take care, man. Thank you, Rob. The great okay. Chris right. Samuels thank right you. there. Thank all you, right. Chris. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, God, he was so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, he was Trent before Trent. Yes. <laughs> he was great to the fans, too. I remember when I used to go to training camp, he was always there for like an hour after practice signing autographs. Well, dude, and he's so nice and like – Kind and and he's yeah. so. When big. you talk to him and Ray Brown, they, it's crazy. Like these big old dudes, that damn gentle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I did. We got people still on hold re- reacting to Adam Peters. Uh, let's go to Vince in Akakig. Vinny, how fired up are you, buddy? Um, I'm kind of like B Mitch. I'm excited for the change, but I'm optimistically excited. Like, um, or cautiously optimistically excited. It's, yeah. it's a lot of scoring years. Jump too far in the ship. They got to, you know, I'm glad that we we supposedly put the right person. But now it's time for them to put in the work to prove it's all here. So I'm um, looking forward to it, but can't, can't, can't run into it blindly. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Thank you, Vinny. Um, I, I want to run through because a, a lot of folks maybe aren't as deep into this stuff as maybe we are and, and are unaware of kind of Peter's track record. They just know he's with the Niners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So Adam Peters. Came up, he was a scout for the Patriots from 03 to 08. That was when the Patriots really became dominant, right? Mm-hmm. I think they won two titles in his, and maybe one title in his time there. Because what they, the first three, the first three were they beat the Rams, they beat the Panthers, um, and I, I don't remember who the, he won one ring there. Then he goes to the Broncos as a scout, starts to move up <laughs> in Denver. Assistant of college scouting and then the director of college scouting. The Broncos also won a Super Bowl. Remember the yep. the uh, Von Miller team? Peyton was there, but it was a defensively yeah, led that was team. Defense led team right there. Kyle and John Lynch get the job in San Fran. They're, one of their first moves is bringing Peters with them. He was VP of player personnel. Then they eventually bumped him up to assistant general manager. The last six, seven seasons out in San Fran. With the squad they've put together out there, if you want to hear just some of his bona fides, Adam Peters in his 21 years in the NFL between New England, Denver, and the Niners, three Super Bowls, six conference championships, 13 division titles. I'm not giving him credit for all those. But he was on the team. He's been involved. He helped pick some of that talent. He's been involved in all of that success. Well, if you go into somewhere and they say, "Let me see your resume," you want to make sure your resume has some uh, some 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 positives and superlatives on it. You don't want your resume to say, "Hey, I was on this team that went zero and sixteen, this team that went four and thirteen, you know that type of thing." So he has the right stuff and has been around some of the better teams. Now, I just read this from Albert Breer. I think it's pretty relevant. Um, Adam Peters is going to be GM. They're going to evaluate the guys there. I, I'm curious how it goes with Mayhew because Peters and Mayhew work together, mm-hmm. although Mayhew currently holds the general manager title. Anybody that knows how the operation has really worked out there, Ron and Herney are, are kind of above everybody else. Yep. Um, but keep this in mind, too. Maybe they make him GM now so that if they have to promote him down the road, there's another title they can give him. You can still move up that way. Or you could maybe bring somebody in down the road as as GM and move him up. That's what because when John Lynch took over in San Fran, 
he was general manager. And then they moved him up to mm-hmm. whatever his title is now, executive vice president of yeah. football. Mm-hmm. It, these folks know what they're doing with the titles to create wiggle room. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Damn it. Big day in D.C. All right, it's a huge day in Washington. The commanders got their guy. You know what? Nobody knows. We're nope. celebrating in here. We have a party. We're celebrating. We're, this we're is, legit going to have a party. It was Jeff's birthday. The hell with that. It's we're a, celebrating Adam Peters. It's Jeff's birthday. Adam Peters is hired day. Um, we, nobody knows what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. We're going to have a shot of Class Azul <laughs> on, on Adam Peters and Jeff. Of course, I have to go to NBC now. But um, <laughs> I, it might be best for me. I'm going out to dinner tonight with my wife. And it might be in my best interest that I now have to work after radio. Otherwise, between the amount of bourbon and tequila floating around in here, might have been a long afternoon. Yeah, but I think you and your wife like to have fun, so it'll be okay. Yeah, we'll make it I've work. I've seen both of y'all you know dancing after y'all started feeling good one We're time. going to uh, Balos, the Greek joint that uh, okay. Jordan yeah, runs. Yeah, I remember watching you and her dance at, the, uh, at uh, CJ's wedding, and I was like, oh, I see. And Lauren is a little bit just like JP. Well, we but were, she knows how to clean it up a little better when she's not. <clears throat> well, we were staying there that night, so yeah, we, we didn't have far to go. Uh, yeah, I understand. It was at Bria's wedding. I wanted to dance, and she was like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. Let's get out of here. Because she'd know how you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, folks are fired up. Commanders have reached a deal with Adam Peters, man. This is huge. Obviously, um, you've got the number one candidate on the market, and Washington was able to land him. There you go. It's, I mean, they came in. They, everything that they've done as an ownership group has been first class. I mean, big time, out this world. They came in and offered $6.05 billion. They They came in and they say, we know we can't do much right now. We're getting the keys late, but we're going we're gonna to change some aesthetics. They put $40-something million into the stadium, Okay. Now they're trying to make sure that they get the team proper. I think they understand. And one thing about it, having a guy on the ownership group in Magic Johnson, a player, he understands what players like to see. He understands that if the players are all taken care of and they're top-notch and you're playing well, everything else falls in place. He's seen it. He was When Magic played, he was tight as hell with Jack King Cook and then the buses afterwards. Okay, now he's leading, and he still has that mindset where we got to take care of those guys that are out there doing the work that's going to make us rich, filthy rich, richer, say it like that, because they're already rich. Totally. Um, how about this? The official All-Pro list released. All-Pro, 
three players were unanimous first team all pro. Unanimous. Tyreek. Tyreek. Uh was that? Nope. It wasn't? Lamar. Lamar was? But he wasn't unanimous. He wasn't Lamar? He, I mean, was it, so I'm talking about the unanimous people. Three guys unanimous. Tyreek's one of them. The other two play on the 49ers. One was drafted, one was traded for. Christian McCaffrey, who the Niners brass identified, went and got him. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner, a third-round pick. Fred is a bad man, Unanimous All-Pro. But see, I, I just think, I, I want people to listen to that one more time. Fred Warner, third-round draft pick, unanimous first-team All-Pro. And, and and this is no knock. This is where I just want to get our fan base. I hear so many people losing their minds over just first-round picks. There's never in the history of football been a, a football team built with all first-rounders. There are a lot of guys on the team that you absolutely love, you buy the jersey of, that were drafted fourth or fourth round or lower. Okay? So I expect people to just go out there and start, start loving people no matter who they are. But the accountability thing has to now go on the people that are picking those players and drafting them. For sure. Right now we are fired up to be joined by the governor of the great state of Maryland, Mr. Wes Moore. Gov, what's going on, man? How are you? Jen, what's going on? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Gov. My mouth's on fire. B-Mitch got a bunch of ghost pepper waves. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I thought you were going to say that, you're, that, that your mouth is on fire after the announcement of Peter. That, that's accurate. That is accurate. <laughs> um, governor, what do, you, what do you think of the move? You know, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good move where, uh, you know, you have someone who has a history of actually building uh, a championship teams and championship cultures, which is exactly what I think they, they needed to do. Um, you know, it was interesting. We were talking last week about do you go with a, a head coach or do you go with the GM first? Uh, I, I actually thought that, um, that that head coach really is going to be the thing that's going to help to set the tone. But if you get someone like Peters who's ready to come now and ready to announce now, uh, you know, you, you, you go with, uh, with, with the hand that you have right now. And so going in, locking him in, I think is going to be good. But it's, I really, really am anxious to see who they're going to pick as the head coach. You know, and I think they want to do that quick as well because what I'm looking at, they want to make sure they have the best chance of succeeding. And they don't want to wait too long. They want to get these guys in early so they can be around all of the scouts and stuff that have been here to catch up on who they're looking at right now and do they have to change it up. No, it's true. And remember, the longer someone's on the market, the more chance someone else has to go get them. Yep. So I think the commanders are basically saying we've got to move quick. We're, we're, this is going to be such a weird offseason, y'all, because, you know, we now just just found out that the Seahawks, that head coaching vacancy is now yeah. open. So yep. they're going to be all over. And not to mention the fact that you're going to get a lot of coaches who there are some storied college uh, programs that are going to be looking for head coaches as well, to include Alabama, and we'll see what happens next with Michigan. And so there's a whole lot of movement and shifting going on right now, and I think the commanders are smart to basically say, we have to move quick, we have to move early. If you have your person, go get them, because you do not want to play around and wait for another team to, uh, to get into the hunt. Um, Governor, I, I'm curious. I, I think the most important, maybe not most important part of this, but one of the most impressive parts of this is that Josh Harris spoke to the media on Monday of this week yep. and said this was going to be a thorough but rapid search. He he 
grabbed two people to help him in the search process. They identified their top target, and they got it done in five days. There was no yeah. lingering, no waiting. Um, I'm sure you, I know that you've interacted with Harris a fair amount at this point. Are, are you surprised how quickly they were able to get this done? Or is this the type of group of owners that, that Washington has now? Not, not surprised at all. And I like the way he does business, too. Move fast. There's no point. You know, I've, I've always said, you know, I, I, don't like, I don't like wasting time to waste time. If you know the goal that you're trying to get done, go get it done. Go move. Go move quickly. Uh, and, and I think this is just the way that the new team is going to operate. And, and I think one of the really great things that we're seeing with this team is, you know, this new ownership group, they actually care about creating a winning culture and creating a winning product. This is not about profit maximization. This is about how do you create a winning culture inside of a locker room and how do you create a winning team on the field? And so I, I like the way he does business and I like the way they do business. Move fast. You know, you need to do a hurry up offense in the way you go about your business. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. Oh yeah. I, it's an exciting time. I, it really is. Um, it all is. Right. Now what else is exciting is that it's going to be really cold and we get to watch six football games on our couches this weekend. I, I, now Ooh, you might be yeah. busier than me, but it's still an exciting weekend. <laughs> it is going to be so, and it, and honestly, it's going to be great football. The beautiful thing about playoff football is every game is a good game, um, because not just because these are all the best teams of the of the of the season, but also every game matters. Like you don't win, you're done. If you don't win, you're going home. Every game has implications, and so this is the most exciting time for uh for uh, for for true football fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I go home, boy, that that, take, that that make that uh that level go way up, then, bro. So, so man, <laughs> let me tell you, you you bring you bring because because you leave it all on the field because there's nothing else to leave it for. Yeah. Is that there's nothing else to leave it for? Is that kind of like elections? Yeah, it's exactly it's exactly <laughs> like elections. Honestly, it's exactly I mean, like elections. That's winner go home. Yeah. That's it. That is that is absolutely winner go home. There are no ties. There's no next week. There's no what if. It's like, listen, if you go into it and you play it like, like again, like a hurry-up offense and you play your game, and that's why, and, and that's honestly why I'm, uh, I actually think it's very similar. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, JP, because it is, it is very similar to elections where I can go into an election season and I can tell you just based on the energy and based on the momentum who I think is probably going to win that election, right? It's a similar type of feeling that you go into it. And I think there's just certain teams that have that energy, that have that mo right now, that they just make it's going to make them very tough to beat inside the playoffs. All right, well, Gov, B, you hear that? Gov's kind of flexing. He's ready yeah. to make some picks. I, I can hear well, it. Gov, I'm asking you, when you go to uh, to Kansas City, I want to know who you're going to say ready to win that one because it's going to be minus 23. Wind chill. No, listen, <laughs> listen. This, this, this ain't South Beach, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> this, this ain't South Beach, Dolphins fans. This is uh, They're not ready for this. And you know the other thing I think they're not, they're not ready for? Is is first of all, I have to tell you the the Dolphins um, in the in the games against really tough opponents. It's not just that they haven't won; they didn't show up. And I'm really nervous about this for the Dolphins because if you look at some of the performances that they have had against some of the better teams in the NFL, they did not play like one of the better teams in the NFL. And uh, and and yeah, you're going nice. against a champion. You're going against and, and I'll you know I'll always say this about you know. 
if if you go against the if you go against the king, you know you better make sure you come back with the crown. Um, and right now they're going against the king. You you come for Omar, you best not miss. So <laughs> you best not miss. Sounds like you're taking and, the and, Chiefs and in the ice I'm bowl. I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. Okay, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. What do you got? I imagine Joe Flacco has a special part of your heart. Joe Flacco on the road in Houston as a favorite Browns Texans. That's what I took. Yeah, man, this was this was hard because I do. Um, Flacco has a special place. Um, you know, we I, I I was there when I watched that man lead us uh, lead us to a, to a, to a Super Bowl uh, in in New Orleans. And so he's always going to have a special place uh, special place in my heart. Um, and and this might be more of a selfish pick than anything else. I'm going with the Texans because also I don't want to see the Browns next week. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping the Texans win. So this is one of these I think and I hope picks. Um, but the other thing I think is important, too, because I know I, I've heard a lot this week where people talk about, well, you know, the Browns already beat the Texans. The Browns already beat the Texans. Here's one big X factor that keep, people keep on forgetting. C.J. Stroud didn't play. Right. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know how this keeps on getting missed in the conversation of the Browns already beat the Texans. Their best player wasn't on the field. C.J. Stroud is back. He is healthy. And if you look at the way even he played last week, like this dude, he's not, uh, he's not a rookie. He's not playing like it. There's something different about the way Stroud is, 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 is moving inside this offense and moving inside that locker room. So I think he's going to be the X factor. I think he's going to give the, the, the Texans their first playoff win. And I hope he gives the Texans their first playoff win because I don't want to see the Browns. <laughs> a little wishful thing in there. Yeah, All right. I saw that. So we're through Saturday. You've got Houston winning and the Chiefs winning. Um, let's get to Sunday, 1 o'clock. What could be a snow game? What could be a super cold game? Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. Man, it, this is going to be a good game. Um, it's going to be a good game. And 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 I, and I say this uh, with all humility as a Baltimore fan. I rock with Mike Tomlin. I, I think he is just a special, special coach. Uh, and if there's anybody who's going to have a team ready to play, uh, especially especially playoff football, yeah. it's Mike Tomlin. Um, and I think the Bills still win this one. The, 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 how the Bills have turned this around um, since that loss to, to the Eagles uh, has been pretty staggering. And, and, it, and frankly, it's been quiet. Like, people don't, don't realize that the Bills are entering into this as one of the hottest teams right now. Um, the, the big thing that they've got to figure out is – they have to come up with a way, and this is where leadership is going to have to come in, where all the drama and all the ups and downs of the regular season, it doesn't matter. You're in the playoffs now. You're zero and zero. And you've got to come in with a whole new mentality in the way you're entering into playoff football. You know, Josh Allen has, you know, he's been very, very up and down. I mean, I think he has some like 18 interceptions this year, which is not Josh Allen. He's got to put it away, compartmentalize it. Right now, you're zero and zero. It's the start of something new and going with a fresh attitude. But if they keep the momentum up, I actually think the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills beat the Steelers. I I'm, I tend to be with you. I do like the plus ten though. That's a lot of points, man. That's uh, a lot. It's a lot of points. I'm I'm, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how some of these how some of these odds get called, man. That 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 plus ten is crazy to me. You know what? what? The when they, when they get called, we go, oh, that's crazy. Then when the game over, we go, damn, I didn't get so close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right, Gov, we got we got three games left for you. 
Packers going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Let's go Packers. Let's go Packers. Let yes, let's go Packers. I want the Packers to win. And, and I tell you what, man, I think the Packers. If if you ask who has some of the best long term potential, um, I really like Love, and I really like what the Packers are doing. Um, and I'm rooting for the Packers because uh, y'all know I'm not going to root for the Cowboys ever. Um, but I think the Cowboys are going are gonna, to are gonna win this one. Um, when they're in Dallas, and, and you know what? When they're in Dallas, Jerry makes sure things happen. Listen, I, I mean, and you, you, can't, you can't deny it. I mean, like, they don't lose in Dallas. I think they've won some, like, 16 in a row at home. So they play really good football when they're at home. Um, you got CeeDee Lamb, who is, I mean, CeeDee Lamb is just a monster. I got to tell you, on, on, on one of my fantasy leagues, um, you know, we actually did pretty well. The other one of the other people had C.D. Lamb, and he had like 40 points in fantasy in the final game, which crushed me. But um, but he is having just an unbelievable season, and um, and I think that there really has not been an answer for C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, just across the league. But can I can I make one real petty point about yeah. the Cowboys? Hell huh? yes, We're encouraged. So, <laughs> so so Dak, you know, I, I know that Dak at the beginning of the season you know, said that, oh, I won't have 10 interceptions this season. And there's been all this conversation that he's sitting at nine and will Zach actually make his promise or will he throw another interception to get him over 10? I'm like, wait a second. Who can get away with saying at the start of a season, yeah, I'm only going to throw the game away 10 times and have everyone be like, oh, that's a successful thing if you don't hit it. Like, this is so crazy. This is so crazy to me. I mean, but anyways, I know I'm being petty, but I'm just saying. Governor, they – they not only planned to put turkey legs in the Salvation Army bucket, but when they scored in the fourth quarter, they said, no, let's wait. We're going to score once more. <laughs> I mean, hell. Um, all right. You got the Cowboys. Uh, this one should be wild. Rams, Lions. And for a bonus, tell me what you think about Ben Johnson. Woo. So, so this one's going to be interesting, man. Um I, I think that the Lions have been the, – the Lions have shown that they can be one of the most explosive teams in all of football, and they have also shown they can be one of the most embarrassing teams in all of football. And they happen to do it all in one season. I mean, it, it's actually crazy um, what they've been able to do. And I, I just think that that kind of inconsistency is, does not bode well in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm all, I always go with teams in the playoffs that go, and we talked about it before, hot and healthy, hot and healthy. Uh, there, there's another piece is showing a measurement of consistency in terms of how you show up. And you know who hasn't done that? The Lions. Do you know who actually has done that? The Rams. The Rams haven't been the best team in football, but what they've been is consistent. They've played consistent every single week. And so I, um, it's going to be a great game to watch. I think Matt Stafford uh, coming back to Detroit and, and, uh, and, and golf. Golf, got to gotta redeem team. himself. You know, and I, and, I, and, listen, I, and I think that, that there's a lot of great storylines there, but, um, but I do think that the Rams end up, um, end up uh, pulling this one off. I mean, for Ben Johnson, you know, uh, I mean, he's you know, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, and he's one of the commander's top picks for head coach. Yep. He's young, he's aggressive. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I, I think he could be he could be an interesting candidate. But the thing is, is that I think we are. You know, I think the Commanders are sitting in a nice position where they actually have a riches of some really good options. 
and they're walking into a really good situation where you are starting from scratch. You have an ownership team that's aggressive and wants to win. You have a, have a roster that's relatively cleaned up. A lot of the big money and big market people who are at least considered by some to be the underperformers, they're gone, right? So I think Johnson is actually a very interesting choice. Um, but I think we're going to have a lot of interesting choices. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think uh, they've got great options. I kind of believe it will be Johnson. We'll find out next week or whenever the Lions are done. Last game of the weekend, Eagles-Bucks, Monday nighter. Uh, this, one's, this one's wild for me because, I, I mean, I came into this season thinking uh, my honest thoughts going into the season was, okay, the NFC champion is the Eagles. The only question that I really had coming to the season was who's going to be the AFC champion. The Eagles have just been wildly disappointing, wildly disappointing. Oh, and, yeah. and you can't end the season like this and think that you're going to be successful going into, going into the playoffs. Uh, again, the two things you look at going into playoff time, hot and healthy. The Eagles are ice cold and they're not healthy. Right, they 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 are they're not performing well going into the end of the season, and we all saw what happened with Jalen Hurts' finger last week. And again, to remind people, that is his throwing hand. Uh, this is the NFL. This is not a game. You cannot have a quarterback who is going into your first playoff game who is hurt in his throwing hand. So, and and also all the reports that we're hearing about the chaos going on inside the locker room. There, there's something going on in Philadelphia that I know for all the Philly fans are not going to be happy to hear, but if they're being honest, I think they're going to, they're going to think, know that I'm right on this. But I, I think the Bucks are, are, are playing relatively consistent. I think that, you know, you're watching Baker Mayfield, who has shocked me. I, I, I did not think Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield would finish the season, just to be completely honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he surprised me. He hasn't just finished the season. I think he's actually playing like he's got something to play for. So I do think that the Bucks take out the Eagles. I know it's an upset, but um, but they're going to go to Philly, and I think they'll be successful. I'm with you. I, you they got to worry about uh, something being thrown at them from the stands, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gov, I'm, I'm going to let you go on a three-day weekend with what I think is a little bit of good news for you. Uh-huh. Mark Andrews uh-huh. back at practice in Owings Mills. Hey, now. But you know what, though? I got to tell you, do you know what's also great news? Is that and I and don't get me wrong, I love Mark Andrews. I love Mark Andrews. But you know it's also great news Likely. is that we don't need to rush him back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to rush him back. Uh, Take your time, Mark, because Likely is holding this thing down. And, and 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 that's that's the really exciting thing is uh, you know, my my only fear obviously going into all this is, you know, a couple variables that you can never anticipate. One is one is weather. What's the weather going to be in Baltimore uh, next week? Then the other, the other big variable um, is how does taking essentially two weeks off, what does that look like? But, I, if, but it's in Harbaugh we trust, man. I, I mean, I, I think if there is a coach who is going to help to lead the team through this, if this is a coach who has been, uh, who's been running the team for over a decade and has seen every scenario under, yep. you know, under the sun. So I think, I think, uh, I think we're going to be okay. Governor, enjoy the weekend. Next next week, we're going to pick your brain about some Ravens coaches and such. Thank you for the time. I love it. Well, the Ravens coaches, my only, but the only I can say right now, I'm going to say they better not go nowhere. The Ravens coaches that we want here. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> That's next week. Nowhere. All right, Gov. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, Governor. Phone lines open at 1 o'clock. It's B. Mitch and Finley. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.